This podcast is for adults only. Content covers BDSM, kink, fetish, and adult sexuality. This type of content may be triggering for some, and we urge you to put your mental health first when considering if it's suitable for you. All activities discussed on this podcast are between enthusiastically consenting adults. BDSM and kink activities carry safety risks, and we do not endorse activities mentioned on this podcast as right for your personal circumstances. We recommend self-education and engagement with community as appropriate ways to begin your real-world kink journey after you finish listening to this podcast. This is your extreme cheesiness warning. We are very cheesy people, and if you're not comfortable with that, this podcast is not for you. Hey Oz, what do you call hawks made of cheese? What do you call hawks made of cheese? Curds of prey. Welcome to Help I Think I'm Kinky. I'm Oz. And I'm Prez. And we're Australian lifestyle kinksters who, along with our kinky companions, are here to help you get started on your kink journey. In this first season of Help I Think I'm Kinky, our goal is to promote kink-aware inspiration, education, and a sense of community. We share a variety of perspectives and voices and some of the conversations that happen behind closed doors. Last episode, we explored the role of aftercare in play and how different people saw the importance of sex in their kinky lifestyles. This episode generated a lot of discussion about differing aftercare needs in particular. So if topics on our podcast resonate for you, the place to chat about this with other kinksters is our Discord server and you will find a link to this in our show description. Also, keep your kinky superhero drawings coming in. We'll be looking out for these and sharing as many as we can via our Instagram page and our Discord. Uh, To find us on Instagram, search for help. I think I'm kinky, all one word. Simply share and tag us so we can see your creations. Coming up on today's episode, we're covering the topics of anxiety around attending events. Also looking at clothing and kink and how people perceive body confidence. All aboard. Let's hear from our kinky companions about whether they feel anxiety around attending public events. My name is Pretty Please. My name is Rose. I use the pronouns she and her. I'm Man. I'm he, him. I'm 31. My job is... Basically maths and spreadsheets, that's as much info as I'll give. Um, I am 32 and I work in healthcare. I am 22 and my occupation is a student with way too many part-time jobs. Hi, I am Kitty. Uh, My pronouns are she, uh, her. I'm 29 years old and I work as a nurse. Nancy Lexit, she, her, 38, creator of Smart. Hi, I am Sen and I am Susan Death XO on FetLife. My pronouns are she and her. I'm in my late 20s and I am a full-time student. My first kink event, um, I went to, uh, 
I didn't know anyone. It was a club night um, and I had bought, I had prepaid for my ticket and the t- and for the club night the week following uh, to force myself to go to the second one even if I didn't have a great experience the first time. Luckily, I didn't need that safety net because I had a fantastic night. Um, I was introduced to some wonderful people by one of the club owners and it's really been history ever since then. I've met some wonderful people as well through them. Like a lot of that first night, I had everyone asking me, you know, have I been shocked to my core by the things I've seen? Really, I was just so heartfelt to be in this space. I mean, I had that sort of insecurities about being a newbie for a long time past that first time coming to a kink event. Yeah, so I have insecurities all the time and it's okay because you just got to accept it, breathe through, be like, well, that's probably just my head being really mean. Whenever I've been to an event, I felt quite out of place. Um, That feeling of am I too hard? I mean, (laughs) am I hardcore enough to be here? Um, am I, am I kinky enough? Like, do these people think that I'm not into this enough like they are or something like that always goes through my head. Um, something I've really found quite helpful is to engage with people online, like talk to people who are in the scene that you want to be part of online. Um, go with a friend. Like I took my friend and my partner to my first kink event and I do not regret it. It was awesome. Like I'm so thankful for, um, them like supporting me in that way Um, and it's led to some really good experiences but that's also led me to get invited to parties at people's houses and do like kinky karaoke and (laughs) things like that and like go and see people at their homes or like go to workshops and stuff like that and it's been so fantastic like you don't have to just go to a kink club and witness things being done or have things done to you I think I rely on my friends a lot. When I started doing events, I went out with my friends. I continue to go out with my friends. I've never just been to a kink event with just me and my partner. I've only been to one swingers event just solely with my partner. Um, Yeah, I love going out in a big group and watching everyone play, whether I'm sitting on the couch the whole night and just chatting to people or whether I'm getting up playing, playing myself. Yeah, in terms of anxiety... I do get a bit of social anxiety sometimes, like most people it seems. Um, I feel like if I was going to give advice on where to go for newbies, I feel like the club is a really fabulous spot for newbies and I'd recommend a newbie night there or a Skillshare there as it's a wonderful place to start out. I feel like there's not really many creepers that go go there and it's run by women, which I just absolutely love. I've always felt very safe at the club and like it's just got good people and good players. Predominantly where I stand currently, most of my play is in the private kind of, you know, in my own life. And I always thought, oh, could I be able to do it publicly? But, you know, any time that I have ever played publicly has been just the most intense sexual energy that I have ever felt. Um, 
the one that I'm thinking of is at a specific event where I did a spanking on a boy and I remember saying to him beforehand, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it with all of these people watching. Like, what if I get weirded out? And then in the event, I could tell you not one single person was watching for me. Not one single person was there apart from he and I and nothing happened in that public and public space that I could have imagined it was just he and I and so I guess for me I don't feel that anxiety because when I am playing in public I'm not in public in my mind (laughs) um so before I went to my first kink event uh I was pretty nervous mostly because it's, it's just all new um new people new place, new things that I've never seen before. Like uh, I just – I had spoken with some people about it and like, you know, what to expect, um, which did help ease that anxiety a bit. And I did go with a friend, which it was also her first time at a kink event. So it was nice to just have someone to like cling to. Um, But I also knew like I'd been chatting online to a couple of people and I met them there as well. So – yeah, just having pe- people there that I, I sort of knew a little bit made it a lot easier. Um, and, yeah, having that discussion with people that had been to events before um, to because, yeah, when you first go, you just – you don't know what's what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to see. And it was – it was it was very confronting when I – I enjoyed it, but it was it was very um, confronting walking in. It's It was – a really nice environment to enter into like it felt very comfortable but at the same time I walked in and there's someone on a bench being flogged and there's someone tied to the cross and they're like there's just lots of things happening whoa (laughs) I spent quite a bit of my time that night upstairs just like chilling and looking out the little windows (laughs) yeah but having someone there to like be my support buddy was really good funny thing is I get less anxiety running events than I do attending them otherwise because, you know, if you're running something, your your hand is forced. You have to show up. So, like, the hardest thing is always making the decision to go and then stepping in the door. Once you've kind of gotten in there, everything gets easier. Like, once you've, like, say, sat down and said hello to people, it is hard at first and it takes practice, like, I, in 2019, I was doing like four four or five munches a month or something. So after a couple of months, I lost all nervousness completely. But recently, because, you know, it's been a couple of years and munches and social events are things that have taken longer to pop back up after COVID and lockdowns where we are, um, all that anxiety has come back. Like, it's hard to show up the thing and see like, oh, I may not get any like good conversation out of this and not feel any anxiety about whether or not it's going to feel like it was a good use of time or not. What did you hear, Prez? I heard that anxiety is commonplace and similar to most situations in life, going to something for the first time can be a bit daunting. However, everything gets easier once you get in the door. Um, Having talked to people about this, I think it helps to have a strategy 
So I, for example, like to know as much as I can about the venue. I read up on the rules and the etiquette and I connect in advance with others going and maybe turn up early so that I can meet people before the little cliques and groups form and people get into their activities. Um, when we first started getting out to events, Oz, I know we decided we would just try all the different events because differing people had different views about what events they would recommend or not recommend. Um, I know that we went to a newbies event and that was really helpful and we are still friends with somebody that we met at that very first event. Um, I also think skill shares are a good starting place because everyone's on a level playing field just learning learning some new skills and chatting and it's very low key. Um, and yeah, I will say that I do remember being very anxious at my first public play event. I had a lot of sensory overwhelm um, and it just meant sitting out in a quiet area for a while until that sort of subsided and then going back out. Um, I don't want to make out like the first time I walked into a space, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is all so comfortable and normal. Um, yeah, it really, it really was something new and different to absorb. Uh, and I definitely relate to what Nancy said as well, that while playing, everything else disappears. But before playing, I definitely had that worry about things that, yeah, it just, it did vanish once we got going. So what did you hear, Oz, and what were your early experiences getting out into the public scene? Did you feel anxiety? Look, I think the extreme nature of kink really does uh, create maybe an expectation that the play that you're going to witness or the space that you're going to witness is going to be confronting. And we heard that in what Sen shared about her experience of not feeling that she was hardcore enough for t attending events. So I do think that there's some self-doubt that creeps in when one does not quite know what to expect before they walk in the door. You know, are you going to be walking into some creepy dungeon or is it going to be a supportive space and will there be others there? You know, how many and what other things you might see or hear? Um, if you're getting into events for the first time, we really do advise um, listening back to episodes two and three in which we explore uh, the role of munchers in the scene and also we hear about people talking about their experiences of getting out into the scene for the first time and we heard about what public play events can be like. Um, so if you haven't already had some uh, opportunities to listen to those early episodes, there is some wonderful advice in those for those starting out. My memory of our first play events um, was really that sense of really I didn't know what I was walking into and um, it was really also the getting getting up the courage to have a go at doing some play together in public. I can remember that feeling of apprehension that, you know, um, were we experienced enough to do something like this in public and uh, it was a really a great support to have had that introductory evening for new people in the scene where we got to ask some of the, you know, silly questions, the ones that you might be scared to ask otherwise and uh, that was really good and they did encourage people to get out and to do some play and that the people who were uh, the staff from the event were there to just ensure that the space was safe enough for you to, to have that play. So I'm really glad that we did have that, uh, that first play scene uh, at the first event we went to. I have to say, though, um, doing that scene together at our first event really did um, get me hooked on the exhibitionist nature of play. 
I really did enjoy aspects of playing with you, Prez, and the added element that people were watching just gave it that little bit of extra spice to the experience. Next up, our kinky companions are back to chat about clothing in kink and body confidence. I love a kink uniform. Putting together my own kink uniform. I like seeing other people's kink uniforms. I really feel like a kink uniform, whatever you want to call it, but the uniform that you put on to do kink really for me is about letting out the spirit, letting out the sexual energy and putting something on, like I said, that makes you feel powerful, but something that feeds the sexual energy. I mean, I wear a lot of black. I like leather. I like lace. I like harnesses. I like a lot of that. I like to look strong. Um, everything that I put on that makes me feel powerful, makes me feel strong. And generally it's black, sometimes red, but generally we're black. (laughs) I tend to create characters and I use uniform for that. And I will use everything. I will use face painting. I will use horns. I will use shoes and hair. And I kind of find, depending on the game that I'm playing, Uh, There are a lot of subs who like a short-haired, kind of very bossy kind of feeling. And then there's the ones who want the more sensual kind of vibes. And yeah, really depending on who I'm playing with, hair is actually quite important. I've got a lot of extensions, ponytail extensions, a lot of wigs. Um, For me specifically, if there's a certain character I'm trying to get into, hair and makeup are definitely top of the list. Typically, I'll be told what lingerie to wear or I'll be asked to like show them, like send them photos of a range of things of me in, like of me in a range of things. Um, So they'll pick that out. Um, They'll tell me whether or not to wear a butt plug. They'll tell me whether or not to wear a collar. Um, Usually they'll ask me to wear a certain type of hairstyle or um, a certain type of dress over the top of my lingerie um, that they will eventually remove or leave on. It's up to them. Um, just, yeah, a lot of little details that yeah make me feel really good to abide by. Clothing is everything. I plan my outfits well in advance of any kink event or any potential kink play. I want to feel like I'm the sexiest person in the room and I want to feel that in scene, out of scene. Um, so what do I wear to a kink event Um, I occasionally stretch the dress code and wear maybe a bit more colour than most people do, but I love a bit of colour. Um, I wear a lot of lingerie because I have a huge collection that has probably cost the price of a car by now. Um, and I love to wear it, love to show it off, um, because it's something that's really special to me. Um, and... Yeah, I love corsets, I love um, cinched waists of any kind, I love uh, lots of leather, I love leather, I love gloves, I love accessories um, that just make me feel sexy and powerful. So fashion is like 80% of my kinks. (laughs) 
I think I'm pretty like I don't wear I don't know I just wear a little black dress most of the time with some lingerie underneath it yeah I'm I'm not super out there but I I love I love looking at all the fashion and things like that in kink Um, I'm always in awe of what my friends my friends have on look a good set of lingerie you've got your hair done and your makeup on you feel sexy and I think you know I feel more comfortable to to do public play when I'm with my friends and feeling good about how I look. I go for comfort. Like, generally speaking, I am in, like, hoodies, normal pants, T-shirts, shorts everywhere, depending on the weather. So, luckily, I can kind of get away with just darker versions of my normal clothes at venues. Um, Though one thing I've kind of taken is I've got an old pair of boxing boots. I'm using his shoes because every other pair of black non-runner shoes I have are disgustingly uncomfortable. I really enjoy feeling sexy when I'm doing any sort of kink. Um, uh, So I like to dress in lingerie. I love high heels. I have so many boots. Um, My sub is a very good sub and he buys me lots of boots. (laughs) I I think I have about... I think I'm up to 15 pairs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just makes me feel good about myself. And when I feel good about myself, I can have a good time with someone else. Um, and also, like, depending on the outfit, um, like, if I am being dumb, I generally wear my thigh highs. Thigh highs are for dumb. <laughs> dumb vibe. Um, and um, it's usually more like bold colours as well. Um, whereas, yeah, when I'm feeling more submissive, I'll wear, or I'll typically wear whatever the person tells me to wear, which is nice. <laughs> but yeah, just, I feel like what I'm wearing sets the mood for me, um, and makes me more comfortable with whatever I'm doing. I was once seeing someone a little bit and they wanted to go to a swingers event, which would have been full nudity. And I was just like, yeah, no, I kind of don't want to be nude around other people in public. It's just not me. Other than that, not really besides the worry probably everyone has of like, I've got a bit of COVID flap, I need to get rid of it, help. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know me, I am not a twig. Um, I am not um, blessed with proportions by the gods. Yeah, I just think for me, like at a club night, I tend to wear as little clothing as possible in scene in particular and I yeah I just say to myself body insecurities do not come through that door with me they just are not welcome in kink space because that is my happy place my people my love for life really and it just does not get to come in and rain on the parade. As a woman who has birthed children Um, you know, we all kind of get into this weird space of not owning your body. And I think even women who haven't uh, birthed a child because of how the world looks at a woman's body, you know, we're not not just ourselves in our skin. And, you know, kink really, if you let it, opens up this idea of everybody is attractive. And that 
attraction is so subjective that your own personal disgust at things that you don't like about your body are bullshit and somebody will like it. And I had this amazing experience with quite a young boy who um, probably has no idea what it's like to be an older woman or to have grown a human or to have gone through anything like that. And I made an offhanded comment to him about how I used to hate my belly because it never looked how a fitness person could look, you know, like we all have this idea of a six pack. And I said to him, you know, I never understood that anybody could like this and I never liked it. And the more that I experience kink and play in this space, I understand that it's not got anything to do with that. And he put his head on my belly and he put his hand on my belly and he said, don't ever say anything so fucking stupid again. And I remember thinking, holy fucking shit, you know, that's so subjective and it's so just insane to hate this part of me that not only has given life, that not only has allowed me to exist in who I am and that, you know, people like, and you know, I've, I like it and I understand that it's given me all of these gifts and to kind of hear that from such a young perspective really kind of fucking opened my mind (laughs) about these ideals that I'd had about myself that were ridiculous. Okay, Oz. So what did you hear? Tell me about fashion for you and body confidence. Well, I was so intrigued as to how our kinky travel companions addressed that topic of clothing and also how they felt in their own bodies during during kink play. Uh, I thought the description of coming up with a kink uniform and dressing up for play really resonated with my own experience. So I remember thinking back to... Um, very, very early days in the scene and we had not been out to events at that stage other than maybe a month or two. And I was really challenged by uh, the prospect of coming up with an outfit to wear for an event and that was really, really daunting for me. Uh, I never really liked the options that I saw in all the pictures. So um, that all changed though. So Perez and I went to a local uh, kinkwear store, uh, for want of a better description. That's that's right. They sell things. So, yeah, they're they're a store. And uh, they had lots of different leather items. And I remember uh, maybe it was the the pull of my Scottish ancestry that, that drew me to this leather kilt that I saw in the shop. And I tried it on with encouragement from Prez and... Uh, the moment I put this item of clothing on, I felt like I'd found my kink clothing mojo. I felt powerful. I felt excited to get out there and get my kink on. And I think that's the really important part of uh, what how clothing makes me feel when we are at an event. So the whole act of thinking, coming up with what we're going to wear can be really exciting for me. So um, it's has also been a really good opportunity for me to experiment with things that I would not normally wear or have worn out um, to events in the past. So playing with different effects that I can get from eye makeup and uh, 
you know, it definitely feels like we're stepping out into another space when we get dressed up for play. And that for those who know me and see me at events, you'll know that the leather kilt and the coloured boot laces, they're a key feature of my outfit and, you know, more often than not. When I'm putting them on, I feel like Batman descending into the Batcave, suiting up and readying to unleash the power on the night. Um, probably why I chose that image for my kinky superhero pick. So powerful, Oz. And I love that you didn't stick to the Dom stereotype and decided to embrace colour because there is no rule that says you only have to wear black. What role does uh, clothing play for you, Prez? Well, in general, I just want to note, I think clothing is such a big part of self-expression and kink scene's no exception to that. There are specific fetishes around things like leather and latex and fur And it's really common in the kink scene to have themed events and wear outfits for those themes. Wearing little wear, for example, is a big part of expressing self in that space. I just love seeing what people come up with. Me, I'm always having the last minute freak out of what to wear. I'm trying on 20 things. I'm making a huge mess. And then I end up going with the first or second thing that I tried on and Friends and I will often message each other with pictures of our outfit options in advance of events to help each other decide and give each other encouragement. Um, that's that's actually a really fun thing to do. And look, even after all these years, I'm still figuring out what I like to wear. It doesn't come naturally for me. I'm not a natural fashion person. So with kink events, I tend to think of two things, the practical and the aesthetics. So If I'm doing impact and I need my butt exposed, that will influence my choice of outfit, as will if I'm doing an intense rope tie. You won't find me wearing an underwire bra that's going to poke into me in that situation. I don't personally love being nude in public, but I have gone topless for scenes many times. And I relate to Pretty Please in saying that while I do have body insecurities, I leave them at the door. They don't come in and get to rain on the space. I'm more focused on what my body needs to do rather than how it needs to look. And to know me is to know I'm obsessed with collars. I have a whole collar robe with different styles and colours and when Oz puts my collar on for the night or for a scene, it's the thing most guaranteed to put me in the right headspace. And don't get me started on leashes. My favourite collar in our collection is the one that I made for you at a Skillshare we attended when we were very first starting out in the scene and it always feels amazing to see you wearing something so simple but really special with all those fantastic things in your collar robe. <laughs> yeah, the one you made for me is always going to be my favourite. Um, also, fishnet stockings are a staple <laughs> in my kink wardrobe. These always feel sexy and Oz is known for ripping these off in scenes. Yeah, guilty as charged. Look, uh, I just think of it as you know, the collateral damage necessary for ensuring a good time. And uh, my favourite fun fact is that the more I tear a pair of fishnets, the fewer holes they have. So I'm just being extraordinarily helpful. Although I'm reminded of our friend who showed you once how that these um, ripped up fishnets could then be recycled into tops for future outfits. So, so sustainable and practical. (laughs) You're always thinking of me, Oz. I love that. Um, I also really like wearing super high heels, although I can barely walk in them. And I mainly wear black. You'll find me in colour, though, if I'm in more of a baby girl headspace, lots of pink. 
or if we're dressing up for some sort of costume theme. Yeah, no, no matter what the event we find ourselves at, I can always say that you look amazing, bros. And I feel excited to be getting our kink on together. Oh, thanks, Oz. And you always look amazing too. And when you put your hobble belt on, whew, that always gets me excited, I no matter the context. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love what Nancy said about how kink opens up the idea that everybody is attractive. It's such a big feature of the public scene that people compliment and encourage fashion choices and have a really positive attitude towards differing bodies. We heard Sen talking about her feelings about being told what to wear. You and I have had many occasions where we've, you know, had a themed event or play session and there have been specific instructions for what to wear for these occasions. My favourite times have been when you, you know, give me the heads up that you're going to get your nails done and you ask me which colour I would prefer. Just that sense of control and power is something that does really nice things to me. How do you feel about being told what to wear, Perez? Mostly I love it. It's just part of the power play and it's really fun. Um, as long as it's achievable and doesn't become a stressful situation um, because sometimes too many options stress me out so I need the parameters to be fairly clear. Yeah, and I think we heard uh, also mention of uh, sending photos of options and things like that. They're all fun, uh, fun parts of preparing for a scene. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wrap for today's Journey Kinky Superheroes. In our season one finale, that's right, it is getting to the end of our first season for help, I Think I'm Kinky. We'll be joined by our kinky travel companions once again for our reunion special. We're encouraging as many of our listeners to engage as possible. So if you have a question or insight from what you've heard this season and you'd like to share it, please do so via our forum channel on our Discord server. A link is available in the show description. Follow us on Instagram at helpitthinkimkinky, one word, to see and share kinky superhero images and to stay up to date with future episodes. Like and follow on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode and please leave us a glowing review. Thanks again for joining us and remember, follow your kinky heart, but take your brain with you.